Good morning. It is The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5. The Drive with Tay and Piper. I like that song. Can you just keep it up for a while? I'll just chat over it. Yep. Uh, I'm doing some things here. That's Kyle Tosk, by the way. He is in for Pipes. Pipes on his way to Tennessee. He kind of did a Lante week this week where he showed up once. He did. And, of course, I thought I was going to do it. I thought I was going to finally work an entire week for the first time in probably, what, three months? Got to be three At months. At least three months. And then all of a sudden I thought, you know what? I got some stuff I could be doing. So I let you I let you handle it. I had to prepare for Andrew's game last night. Well, he, he did it out man. last night. He had a good game. That's awesome. He had 19, 19 points for Andrew, hit three threes. So STM got a big win. I love basketball, baby. I love it. All right, I'm doing some stuff here on New England Patriots schedule. I'm talking through my Google. Uh, we're going to take a look at like the NFL draft, but but we've got we're going to do that here in a second, just in case anybody's like, well, hold on a second. D- does he know that Illinois has a game tomorrow? So we're going to talk plenty of Illinois, Tennessee. We've got a gentleman coming up at three thirty that covers the Volunteers, and now I'm forgetting his name. Ben McKee. Ben McKee. I like that name. Ben McKee. There used to be. Was there a McKee that played in the NBA? It would have been before you. Yeah. Tony I'm sure McKee. there was, but I'm not going to be one to come I know. up with the name. I'll try to Google that. Uh, a McKee in the NBA. I swear there was a McKee. But anyway, we're going to uh, talk a lot about Illinois and Tennessee. It'll be really the first true road test for the Fighting Illini. I know the win over Florida Atlantic was on the road, but, well, but it was a non And Rutgers was oh, the true I'm road sorry. game. But yeah, good call. The caliber of opponent right. is a lot stiffer in this game this will be the toughest road game so far yeah that's a good point i literally just flew right past that rutgers i think by the way they beat them i I was assuming in my mind we had a beat at home but certainly this will be a big game for illinois both teams ranked in the top 20 tennessee comes in on a little bit of a skid here they've lost three straight so they'll be needing a win down in knoxville and of course illinois coming off two unbelievable performances against rutgers and then florida atlantic at Madison Square Garden. So we will talk all about that. Hans D., who just walked through the door, will join us at 4 o'clock for a little Who You Got. We may have him join us here in a little bit anyway, just to say, hey. So we're going to talk plenty of Illinois, but I thought before we get going on that, let's tackle a couple of subjects while we have a chance. One of them is Shohei Otani. And Kyle, your cubbies are What a wild day it's been when the Otani... right. (laughs) <laughs> right. And, News cycle. And nothing has happened, by the way, if you're listening. <laughs> nothing has happened. Otani has not signed anywhere. If if you had a Tier 1 and then a Tier 2, is that where you're putting your cubbies right now? Tier 2 on... In terms of chances? Chances of landing Otani? Yes. They're in a tier below the Dodgers and Blue Jays. Okay. So right now, you think in Tier 1, it's those two teams? Yes, I do. I, I, the, the rumors are that Toronto is It's looking like... John Morosi just tweeted that he's there. He's officially en route to Toronto right really? now. So um, he's met with the Dodgers. Met with the Dodgers for sure. Met with the Blue Jays for sure. Okay. I think those are the only two that have been reported. I think it's interesting that everybody's having these stories out there about how silent Otani is keeping this. And one of the, I think it was Jeff Passan, maybe not. I don't know who it was, wrote an article about Otani and how he's keeping this secret and it's not good for baseball. And I'm like, what, what does it matter? I don't understand what it matters. But anyway, it, the, the rumor is that they're wanting probably $600 million to get Shohei Otani, who, of course, won't be able to pitch for another year at least, uh, as he had, what, Tommy John, I believe. But he'll be able to hit. He'll be able to bat. And obviously, he's one of the best, if not the best hitter in baseball uh, so definitely worth it for that. But so at this point, you as a Cubs fan, not feeling the best in terms of landing Otani. No, I'm not. I haven't had my hopes up the whole time. I, you know, I, I dreamed of it a little yeah. bit at times, but I just, I always thought that it was likely that he was probably going to go to LA. But now okay. if he ends up going to Toronto, I think I would be very surprised by that. I would be too. Call me. Yeah. Thank you, Cliff. Philadelphia 76ers, Aaron McKee. Okay. Good call. That was the NBA. Derek McKee played for the Supersonics. Marcus, thank you. In Colorado, Brian also said Aaron McKee. How about that? I love our guys. Um, Yeah, so Toronto would be weird. Like, it would just be weird. Like, that's the Hockey Hall of Fame is in Toronto. 
and all of a sudden you're picking up Shohei Otani and the Blue Jays. Of course, the Blue Jays have some talent that they could put around, and that would be an incredible offense out of that AL East. So I'm guessing if you're the Red Sox and Orioles and Yankees and what, Rays, you're probably sitting there going, "Uh uh-oh, do we have enough pitching to handle a Blue Jays team that can score a lot of runs. So it'll be interesting. I, honestly, I think it'd be pretty cool if he went to Toronto. It would be different than a Yankees or a Dodgers. And I, I'd, I'd sign up for that. I'm with you. Yeah, I I, I just kind of always thought he was bound to go to the Dodgers. But if he doesn't, I, I'll be totally fine with that because I feel like I'm just so tired of them getting every <laughs> right. MVP candidate in that lineup. Let's see Otani and a Toronto. Just a new team with some relevance in the league I'm fine with that it's kind of funny Kyle that you're at the age I know I joke about your age but I wish I was your age I wish I was two years older than what you are you're 19 yeah yeah I want to be 21 that's what I I don't want to be 19 again although I guess I'd take 19 but it's funny that during your lifespan for the most part the Dodgers are more of the bullies are more of that dislike team from somebody like you than it was the Yankees for the majority of the rest of our lives. Like the Yankees were always the team. And listen, they're still a team that when you check how many years they've made the playoffs in a row and all this, I know they missed, but they've had an uncanny like last decade that you don't even hear about because they haven't won a World Series. And that's what we expect out of the Yankees for them to win World Series. So when they're just getting to the playoffs, you, you almost dismiss it, right? And it's just kind of a strange thing. But the Yankees are still there. Brian Cashman, I think, is under a little heat to get the Yankees back to work, because last year they had a thud, right? Were they below 500 last season? I don't think so. They were right around 500. They weren't even close to making the playoffs. That's unbelievable. Just to think of the Yankees below 500. I mean, to think of the Yankees and Cardinals. Honestly, I'm not even trying to be trying to be that guy. But those are two organizations that normally never live at that 500 or below. Spot. They went 82 and 80. 82 and 80. Wow. That's just unbelievable. But, well, it'd be interesting, and I'd be fine. I'd be fine seeing Toronto uh, get Otani. So, we'll see. I mean, money's going to talk. Obviously, Toronto thinks they've got the kind of money that can stay in this and uh, in this quest, that is, for Shohei. So, we'll see. And, and I'm interested to see that once he signs, how quick everything oh. just opens up, right? Then yep. the Cubbies immediately go after Bellinger, I would assume, or to the Yankees. If he ends up in Toronto or to the Dodgers. just traded for Soto, so I think that probably oh, changes right. things. Yeah, that's a good call. For them. I bet, I mean, that move right there, do you think that cements Bellinger maybe with the Cubbies? He's not going back to L.A., right? He's not going back to L.A. I think the Giants are the wild card ah, in there because gotcha. they've been rumored with, like, every big name that's been available. And they you remember they were – so close to getting Aaron Judge last year, and then they didn't get yeah. him. And they were close to getting Correa last year, and they didn't get him. So they're one that may just be desperate to get a star player. But I do think that it would increase the, the odds for sure. I, I agree. It's either going to be the, um, the Giants or Arkansas that would get him, right? Because, I mean, they're, they're in with everybody, right? Is it yeah. Arkansas? Yes. Yeah. That has everybody on the portal that, like, they're interested in all 200 people. They reached people. out, like, the 95 <laughs> people in the portal. <laughs> Including Cody Bellinger, just in case he's got any uh, time left. All right, so that's your Otani talk. We just thought, what the heck? We'll see what happens there. Brian just said the report has the Yankees will end up with uh, Yamamoto. Now, he's the pitcher that the Cardinals have some interest in, and a lot of teams, obviously. He's a young kid, like 26, I want to say, and he's had an unbelievable career in Japan, and it sounds like uh, – I can't even remember what – what do they call that? Like your your fee is like $10 million or something. Yeah, the posting fee. Posting fee, yeah. Sounds like a horse race. Yeah, and, and the fee – goes up based on the contract level. So it's oh, like that's it's right. 10 million. I think like Seiya Suzuki's with the Cubs, he signed an $85 million contract and had like a 10 million posting fee. If Yamamoto signs for 250 million, the posting fee is going to be like 50 million. Wow. It's going to get it to 300. So, and that posting fee goes to his club in Japan, I would assume. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of why they do that. So We'll see. We'll see what happens there. And I, I'm, I'm kind of ready for the floodgates to open. I am, too. It's, it's been so dead. I know. Otani's holding everything up. Your biggest signing so far has been the Cardinals signing Sonny right? Gray. Why does Otani have to hold everything up? I mean, in my mind, it's just down right now to two teams that need him, and nobody else is making close to $600 million. So I don't get why that's holding everything up. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just certain free agents want to keep all their options open and so they want they know that Otani is probably going to knock out a team and he's going to dictate okay well if this team doesn't get Otani then maybe they're going to be interested in me or if this team I don't know it's just it's kind of just the way it's hard to say let's welcome in Hans D real quick who has jumped on our fourth mic over on the right hand side of Kyle left him well straight ahead of me What's up, Hans? Hey, how's it going? You got to leave early. I mean, you so you, you decide to show up, mm-hmm. and I get a text immediately that says, hey, I've got to leave early. Right. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I'm are, sorry. Are you I'm... still making big payments or big money from Stevie? Yeah, of yet, course. Yet still dictating when you yeah. come and go. And mm-hmm. it's, what I've got a, a really, really good agent, <laughs> and that's me. Listen, I wish I was Hans D. You know, you just he makes enough money, Kyle, from this show that he just goes and flies on his personal own. Like you don't Correct. even you don't even get paid to fly. No. You're just having fun out there just yeah. jet lagging around the country. Yeah. Where was your last stop? Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Did you golf? Yes. You did? Yeah. I golfed at uh Mountain Shadows. It's a par three course. Nice. Um yeah, I decided to go par three rather than yeah. one of those big courses for the first time being there. But next time I go, hopefully I there is a next time, I'll try out one of those other courses. But they were pricey. Oh I mean this par three oh. was ninety bucks. Was it really? Yeah. Oh but that was like the cheapest. Any course. near brushes with rattlesnakes? <laughs> no. No. Okay, that's no. good. That's good. But I mean, the views were oh, amazing. It's unbelievable. I shot even four bir- uh, birdies, four bogeys. Look at you. So it was a good day as well. You're living the pilot life. Aren't it you? was fun. I don't want to know anything else other than you're good. You're golfing well. All right. Thank you. I mean, that, other than that, he's living <laughs> the pilot life, and I'm just loving it. Scottsdale is beautiful. Oh yeah. As you know, your, your buddy, my son Lucas, was out there in Arizona. And when I would get out there on occasion, we'd try to get to Scottsdale just Mm -hmm. to, of course, out there you're driving and all of a sudden you're in Phoenix. And then all of a sudden you're in Tempe and then you're in Scottsdale. And I'm like, where the hell are we? It's like driving from Champaign to Urbana. If you don't know, all of a sudden you're in Champaign or you're you're in Urbana. But Scottsdale, there's a certain feel to it. There's a lot of money feel to Scottsdale. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's an expensive place to live, et cetera. But that's awesome. Where else have you uh, yeah, that's a good point, Noah. Hans D has the same schedule as Lon, but Lon's complaining. Well, it's, it's because Hans makes like multiple millions of dollars and I don't. Yeah, that's the only reason. I mean, that's tr- strictly, that's the reason I complain because I'm still down in the thousands. It's and- pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Stevie saw in you, but... Oh, come on. Well, you're right. On, I everyone do, sees I, it. I, I totally now. agree. No, okay, last thing to catch up on. How's the DJing? Uh, pretty good. What's um, it called again? The flight crew or flight crew. Where are you guys at tonight? <sighs> Tomorrow night. I wish I could say. You don't know? I don't have, no, we don't have a gig. Oh. Someone get us on. Really? Somewhere. Somebody yeah. doesn't have a gig with flight, the flight crew. I know, right? I you thought should... he was just keeping it secret so Lon wouldn't show <laughs> Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking, Kyle. Yeah, I'm right. seeing right through this. Oh, I would, I would totally get Lon in. He did invite me one time, and I was like, well, what time does it start? He's like, like 10.30 at night. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'd have to get up to go to it. You know, I'd have to, like, go to bed even an hour earlier and then get up to go to the party with Hans. I'd be like, what? 10.30? You should have Kenny Battle, like, um, be your spokesperson. Oh, you know, yeah. the flight crew. He, yeah. he was always, like, right. t- kind of the flight guy. Flying line, I kind of yeah, thing. yeah, that'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. I do want to come to it. I, I want to yeah. come to. Is it like house music? Like yeah, it's we play everything though. But I love it mainly house music and then um, some Latin music. Okay, it's really fun to dance to. I see. But I would like that. And then I'd walk good. in and you'd be like, like a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> Here comes Lante. We're gonna slow it down for yeah, Lon. Yeah, yeah. Here's a set of Chesney. <laughs> I've been working on a country uh, Ooh, playlist. Okay, so. I'd be all right with that. I'd be yeah. down with that. Oh, yeah. All right. That's awesome to have Hans here. We're going to talk some Illinois. He's got who you got it for, and then he's got to leave early because he can do that. That's what he does. And did you just literally come here today just to pick your check up? Yes. Or is it direct deposited? Or do you still get a check? I, I like getting Because you like seeing the figure yeah, I do. on there. I yeah, do. I don't yeah. blame you. I, Stevie said it takes him 10 minutes to write it. Yep. That's how ridiculously <laughs> large it is. It's a Shohei Otani kind of check. All right, last thing that I want to do, and then we're getting full Illinois for the next hour and a half. 
The NFL draft, Kyle. Now, you're a Bears fan. No, I'm no, not. No, you're a Dolphins fan. What no, am I thinking? On. Hans is a Dolphins fan. Oh, is that right? That's so funny that yeah. you guys, you guys are both Dolphins fans. What are the odds? And right now, you're picking, let me see here. Down there in the 31st. low 20s. Oh, 31st. Wow. Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> 31st overall. So, you don't even have a shot at Johnny Newton. Like, you're not even close to Johnny Newton. But for those Bears fans out there, so right now the, the draft goes like this. Carolina, which we all know Chicago has their pick due to last year in the draft. Then it's New England. Then it's my Cardinals. Then it's the Redskins. And then it's the Bears. So normally you want to have a good strength of schedule, right? You want that. But if your strength of schedule, like Arizona, is a 558 strength of schedule, New England is a 524, so they're now ahead of Arizona because their strength of schedule is less, meaning you should be. I don't understand any of it. Like, to me, you should be rewarded for having a strong strength of schedule, but instead, the NFL rewards you for having a horrible strength of schedule well, and still losing. I think that the point of the draft order in the NFL <laughs> is they want the worst teams to get the top pick, so their, their logic is if you're playing a bad schedule and you still and you can't still win, lose. well, you must deserve this pick then. <laughs> I think Arizona would be three and ten with New England's schedule yeah, anyway yeah. as well. But it, especially right now, like the the difference is like win percentage of five twenty four oh, and five twenty two. That's so what it is. Yeah, cares? I mean Carolina's strength of schedule is five twenty five. New England's is five twenty four. Oh yeah. See, so that if makes New England, no if then. if Carolina somehow wins two more games and ties New England, then the Patriots would have the first pick if they don't win again. That's not going to happen. Who did Carolina beat? Did they did beat they the beat? Bears? No, the Bears beat them. I think they beat the Texans. I think you're right. I think that is right. Of all of all teams, because yeah. the Cardinals also have the Texans pick, and they, of course, are the story of the NFL. <laughs> they of come course. out of nowhere and are yeah. pretty good. Might they're make like a playoff. Seven and five right now, and they're the darling of the NFL. And of course, it's because we have their pick. So I just want to go through these schedules real quick. Just I'm going to not take much time on this, but the Panthers are at New Orleans. They're not going to lose or win that. They host the Falcons. It doesn't even matter, though, because they have They're to lose terrible. twice. I mean, it's... Then they host the Packers. The Packers are playing great football. Okay, you're right. Then they're at Jacksonville, and then they host the Buccaneers. Yeah. Bears they, are getting the number one pick. There's actually three games in there that Carolina could win. You know, I mean, they host Atlanta, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay. Those aren't exactly a juggernauts right now in the NFL. I know, I know Green Bay is playing better. Okay, so we've got Carolina's your first pick. Right? Or I'm sorry, the Bears. The Bears. The Bears will be the first pick. Now, here's the rest of the Bears schedule. They've got at Cleveland. I don't think they win that. No. That, Although that's without Deshaun, right? Yeah. That Cleveland defense is still really it good. It is good. Uh, then they host on New Year's Eve. Or I'm sorry, on Christmas Eve, they host my Cardinals. Oh, boy. That's the, at Soldier that's Field. the tank off right there. <laughs> right. That game might be like 2 nothing. Somebody will accidentally fall in the end zone for a safety, and that'll be the end of the game. Like, there, there it is. Whoops, Kyler Murray has an ankle injury on Friday. We're ruling him out. Yeah. We're going with Clayton Toon on Sunday. Clayton Toon against and Justin Fields, dude. Justin Fields is, is sick, so Tyson Bajant, you're up. Bajant, that's it. And his dad, who's the world oh, like, yeah. arm wrestling Arm wrestling champion something. of something. I don't know. They mentioned that 800 oh, times yeah. on every broadcast he started. Oh, yeah. I think the Bears beat the Cardinals. I truly do. I just think at Soldier, I think they'll get the win there. I kind of agree. Then the Bears host the Falcons, and then they're at Green Bay. Well, they never beat Green Bay, so we don't have to worry about that. Although, if you were like me and you're a Bears fan, you'd be like, well, of course, this is the one time we beat Green Bay at Lambeau when we don't want to. So I think the Bears probably win two of these four. I think they win at home against the Falcons and Cardinals, they lose at Cleveland, they lose at Green Bay. Is that fair? I think so. So then that would leave the Bears if they're, what would that be? They're 4-8 and eight now. That would leave them at 6-10. and 10, And probably in that fourth spot. Unless Washington drops. So Well, they'd have, they have to have another game left then because it's 17-game season now. This is all you I got. You missed a game, huh? I think they've already had their bye. Or they just had Oh, it. wait. I'm sorry. It's, they host the Lions. My bad. They'll lose that. Yeah, they'll lose that. They host that was my totally my bad. They host the Lions this weekend. And then it's at Cleveland, then it's Cardinals at home. Yeah, I think two of five. So yeah, six two and of eleven five. for that. That sounds good. New England, who is now in the third spot, 
Let's finish them up. They played, of course, and or beat Pittsburgh. What a terrible win for them. If you're the Steelers, you've lost to the Cardinals and Patriots in back-to-back weeks. There was no way the Steelers were as good as their record. I, I mean, there I was that I was about the luckiest 7 and 3 team I've ever seen. They so were it's being about, outscored, right? Yep. And had a winning record. Yep. Which is I don't think ever been done. No. It doesn't make any sense that you can be outscored on a They do this the every season. year. They do this every <laughs> year. I mean, I know they've got a great defense, but to literally be outscored and be 7 and 3 or whatever, it's like that doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. But that's what it is. In fact, Pittsburgh now, their record is 7-6, and six, and they've lost, what, two straight? Or have they lost three straight? I think Pittsburgh has lost two straight. So, okay. All right, yeah. so the Patriots then host the Chiefs. Not going to win that. They are at Denver. Not going to no. win that. They go to Buffalo. No. Not going to win that. And then they host the Jets. So let's say there's a chance. I think they may win that game. The Jets are They are bad. Mess. And really, the Jets are right there. At four and eight, anyway. Right now, they're projected to pick six. They're tied with Chicago. The Jet. I don't know if the Jets will win again. They, I don't they, either. They, their quarterback situation. They've <laughs> gone to four different guys now. They can't make up their mind, and no matter what happens, they put I, up a hundred yards. So I think New England wins one more to finish with four wins. Uh, then the Bears, I think, will get past that. Now the Arizona Cardinals to finish out their schedule. They host the Niners. That's not going to work. Well, it is going to work in a good way. Then they're at Chicago. I think they lose that. Then they're at Philadelphia. That's not going to work. And then they host Seattle. And Seattle's usually a team that gives – actually, it's pretty 50-50 when the Cardinals and Seattle play. But I think there's a chance that Arizona could jump back ahead of New England for that two pick. And right now, Arizona is square on Marvin Harrison Jr., that's who they want. Right. That makes sense. And if they could somehow get the two pick and New England the three and somehow do a trade with New England so the Patriots can move up and get a quarterback, then I think that would be great. Get more draft stock, et cetera, and move down. But really, the Bears are looking pretty good now for that number one pick and probably anywhere from four to six yep. or seven if they win two of these. And so. I am fascinated to see what they do at number one. I am too. Don't you have to go get a quarterback? I really believe they do, but it, it also is going to depend. I mean, you still have five games left. If Justin Fields plays well I enough, know. I think you make the decision harder, especially knowing that there's quite a few teams below you that definitely would yeah. like to take Caleb Williams, and he could oh. trade down again for the second straight year and, and make stockpile more future picks, or you know they get DJ Moore last year, maybe another impact guy like that. Well, I, let me ask you this. Would Chicago, if they were at number one, which they will be, and they didn't want a quarterback, so they want to stick with Fields, do they go Marvin Harrison Jr., or do they make the trade down? And then just... Yeah, it is tough, because Marvin Harrison would be perfect. I but, mean, man... I, I, There'd be a lot of teams. There's going to be so much interest. If they're at one and they don't want a quarterback, they'll get five calls with I agree. DJ Moore, Panthers-like offers. I totally year. agree. And maybe drop down two or three spots, pick up Fasciano or whatever yeah. his name was and, from and Penn State or Joe Alt. The, the second receiver, the yep. neighbors from neighbors, LSU or yep. uh, the Washington receiver. It's going to be interesting. His name. New England's got to have a quarterback, right? They have to get a quarterback. Yes. I mean, Mac. Mm. So I think New England is definitely a quarterback team. Washington. I think so. I would think. Howell's been okay, but he's just, you know, the if Jets, you have a chance. The Jets, you got Rodgers back next year, right? Yeah, I think they're going to bank on Rodgers, but it, it depends if they're in a position where they're bad enough the rest of the way where Drake May falls right. in their lap. It right. might be that tough. That could be. All right, we got to take a break. I just noticed it was 3.30, and we've got to get to a break so we can have Ben McKee on. He covers the Tennessee Volunteers at Go Vols 24-7. He'll join us next. We'll talk some Illinois, Tennessee the rest of the time. I promise. It is the drive. I've got to clean out this garage. Let's see. What's the cheapest and easiest dumpster service in our area? Here's what I found. The doggy bag. Hmm. think she's broken. I'm not looking for takeout. Siri, try again. The doggy bag from Bulldog Disposal in Muhammad. Doggy bag? What's that? If you got junk that needs to go, but you don't want the hassle of having an enormous dumpster delivered, grab a doggy bag, keep it as long as you need. They'll come take it away. For more information, just visit BulldoggyBag.com. That's BulldoggyBag.com. 
Don't miss your chance to cheer on Fighting Illini basketball this season. Deafening in here, 15,000, another shutout. We need all of Illini Nation to help us defend State Farm Center. And Illinois overcomes their largest deficit of the season. Great seat locations are still available for you to see Illinois basketball live this season. The Illini win it. Get your tickets today at FightingIllini.com. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our rewards cashback checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple we bet you're doing most of these things already with rewards cashback checking you have access to reward saver which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to 20,000. reward yourself with free rewards cashback checking and reward saver a few of the many ways fisher national bank invests in our customers see monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com fisher national bank exceptional communities exceptional people member fdic by now, you've all heard the expression, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 for PDR Automotive. They are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. But who are they? They, the PDR staff, understand that a name is only as good as the people that represent it. The PDR staff has more than 335 years of combined automotive experience, several employees now on staff for more than 25 years. PDR, more than just a name. Family owned and operated, now celebrating over 50 years in business. It is The Drive, ESPN Radio 93.5. Happy Friday to you. The Drive with Tay and Piper. Pipes on his way to Knoxville, Tennessee, a beautiful area in a beautiful state as Illinois battles the Vols tomorrow. 11 a.m. tip on CBS National. Be an early morning tip for uh, some. For old people like me, I'm up at like 6. <laughs> so, Kyle, I mean, what, what time do you normally get up? On a Saturday? Yeah. Like 10. Okay. That's pretty good. Hans? Oh, oh we didn't got to turn him on. My, my fault. fault. No, no, it's my fault. I've been really bad this week getting up at like 11, and I hate it, but on 11? average, on average, 10. I mean, you're you're working now. Sometimes. <laughs> I really... you to, you're responsible now. You're an adult. You have to get up early. Yeah, once or twice a week. Okay. All right. Well, he's flying all over the place. Have you ever flown into Knoxville? No. Okay. That's see. That'd be that'd be like a, a be definite awesome. international flight. For Absolutely. You. Big time. All right. It is time to head to the Tapman Stowing phone line and welcome in a guy that knows everything we need to know about the Tennessee Volunteers, and that is Ben McKee from Go Vols twenty two four seven twenty four seven. Ben McKee fourteen is where you find him on Twitter. Ben, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Hope y'all are doing well as well. As, yes, doing great here. Is it sunny down there? It's kind of dreary here in Champaign. Yeah, it, it is actually sunny. It, it hasn't been a pleasant weather week, but the, the sun's popped out the last couple of days and trying to to take over the, the bad weather. I love so, it. Uh, it. It's real cold in the morning and gets <laughs> up into the 50s around this time of day. Now, you're Kenny Chesney country, right? I mean, I'm a huge Chesney guy down in Tennessee. It, he's from around close to Knoxville, right? Yes, he, we, we are in Kenny Chesney country. Now, he's more up in uh, the, the Tri-Cities, okay. uh, Johnson City, Bristol area. And uh, Knoxville is for the the modern country uh the morgan wallen area i, I guess gotcha. is, is the new country singer coming out of here and man did he explode on the scene with like 30 number one hits it seemed like from one album i'm like how the hell did he do that uh bristol do you get up to bristol have you been to a race there i have not been to a race oh. it is on the budget list i did grow up watching nascar uh, my, my only time i've gone to bristol is when 
uh, Tennessee football and Virginia Tech played in Bristol Motor Speedway back in 2016. Really, really cool event. I did not know that. How did I miss that? I didn't realize they had done that. That's pretty. I didn't know Bristol would be big enough for that. Oh, it's it, it's plenty big. Uh, <laughs> it, it fits over a hundred thousand. I, I don't know the exact total off the top of my head, but it, it was a packed house and interesting to see the. The football game played on, on an infield. Yeah, that's my fault in terms of attendance. I figured, but I didn't know. I mean, that's like a that's like a short track there at Bristol, so I didn't know they'd have the room to put a football field. But obviously, those tracks are a lot bigger than you think. All right, Ben, I didn't have you on to talk NASCAR, although I could do that. I love NASCAR. <laughs> Let's talk some Tennessee Volunteers. They've lost three in a row, but listen, I mean, I'll put your schedule up against any team in the country with who they've played. So. Give me your temperature of this Tennessee team as we go into this game. Is this a much? Is this like a must-needed win against Illinois tomorrow in your mind? No, I, I don't think it's must-needed. I, I think it'll certainly help. Sure. Uh, no need to, to press the alarm button if if Illinois were to win. And uh, just from the outside looking in, I, it, it looks like on paper Illinois is one of the most underrated. Uh, teams in the country uh, and obviously Illinois has a terrific resume in terms of the basketball program that it's been over the course of history uh, but just doesn't feel like it, it's being talked about enough this season uh, just based off of me covering Tennessee and Tennessee sure. playing Purdue and Kansas and North Carolina mm. I mean looking at it on paper Illinois is right up there with those teams and you just don't hear that same buzz so I, I don't think there's any shame in, in losing to this Illinois team obviously um, but uh, unless Illinois just comes into the Tennessee's own living room and just <laughs> beats the brakes off of them, then okay, th- then that will be very alarming. Uh, but there's no shame in losing a, a close, tough contest sure. to, to this Illinois team, although obviously you don't want that to be the outcome. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. I think that obviously dictates the feelings of of a, a loss afterwards, even though there's no such thing as, as as a good loss, but it, it would certainly be good for, for confidence sake. And I think it'll, it'll help the fans feel a, a little bit better because under Rick Barnes, Tennessee is one of the better basketball programs in the country. And they're trying to fight their way up the, into that tier one and, right. and get over the hump in March. And there's been a little frustrations uh, with the Purdue and Kansas and North Carolina losses back to back to back. Uh, but I also think that there's a, an understanding that, uh, what what Tennessee is going through right now, it's ultimately going to help them uh, come tournament time. Ben, Dalton Connect, a guy that mm. Tennessee brought in during the offseason from northern Colorado, has really lit it up so far. Averaging 19 points a game, went into Chapel Hill last week, put up 37 in that game. What what has he added to Tennessee? How has he been able to change things for Tennessee on the offensive end this year? And what do you think has made him be able to have such an instant impact at this level? Yeah, he, he's added everything and anything and everything on the offensive end. He, he is just – he's very versatile on the offensive end. Uh, he, he's very unassuming. You, you look at him and you probably don't think he's as athletic and as twitchy as he is. He can score from the perimeter. He he has a beautiful mid-range jumper if he wants to use it, and and he does a great job of of getting downhill and getting to the rim. Does a phenomenal job of uh, dissecting the defense, reading the defense off a screen on the pick and roll, and, and getting to the basket. And not only getting to the basket, but he's just as good at finishing uh, once he does get there. So he, he's a three-level scorer who has a ton of confidence. Uh, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, very even keeled. That's that's his personality, even when he's not playing. Just not a not a guy that shows a ton of emotion or has a, a lot of expressions on his face. And I think that helps him on the basketball court, kind of stay even keeled when when it matters most, especially when the game is on the line. So uh, Tennessee's defense has always been rock solid under Rick Barnes, but they needed to improve offensively from last season to this season and and. A lot of that was becoming more athletic on the offensive end. It was also just simply becoming a better shooting team, uh, and they did that with the addition of Dalton Connect and then also the addition of Jordan Ganey, a transfer from USC Upstate. Uh, but they, they needed to get better offensively, simply put, and Dalton Connect does a lot of good things offensively. So just his presence has, has helped Tennessee's offense take a step forward this season. I got to know, because you go into a room with him, Rick Barnes, is he aged at all? He doesn't look like he's aged ever. 
No, he, he kind of still looks the same as he did when he took the job nine years ago. It, <laughs> it is pretty wild. Uh, but he, he does kind of have a, an old man brain on him, uh, and I say that in the kindest way possible. Right. Uh, to, to, to where if, if you get him going, then, then he's, he's got stories for days, and, and he will talk for days. And, and, and you ask him a, a, a question, and you, you better make sure it's short and to the point of the topic that you want him to discuss, or right. his brain's going to take him elsewhere. So I, I say that in the nicest way possible. Rick is awesome and has been very, very kind to me. As I've gotten into this profession, so uh, he he is terrific, and uh, he he is not aged, even though he he loves to tell stories. I bet it's so funny. When I first got into the profession, I went to school at SIU Carbondale, and Rich Heron, the legendary Rich Heron, was the coach down there. And I finally figured out if I wanted to get something out of him about rebounding, I'd ask him about the attendance. And then, you know he'd he'd start with the attendance, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Well, let me tell you. I mean, the rebounding was huge tonight, and that's why." And you're like, "What?" But yeah, that's kind of how probably Rick is. You got to figure out how to kind of go at him. Well, you've you've explained Dalton. You've got a couple other guys in double figures. One, another, uh, actually three almost in double figures. So while we're on the players, who else will Illinois fans notice tomorrow, and why? Yeah, Josiah Jordan James is is playing some great basketball. Right now, he, he decided to return for a fifth season, take advantage of that COVID year. And uh, he is a former five-star, depending on what recruiting service you, you look at it. And he's had a really nice career at Tennessee. He, he's been a really good college basketball player, but he hasn't had the, the career that you would necessarily expect from a five-star. And, and a lot of that reason, it may be ranked a little too high uh, and unfairly yeah. coming out of high school that placed unfair expectations on him. But he's also been injury-prone throughout the course of his career. And, and for the first time in his career, he's as healthy as he's ever been. Uh, he's not missing practices. He's not missing workouts, not missing games. He, he's dealt with a knee injury, an ankle injury, a wrist injury, a thumb injury. And, and he's as healthy as can be and playing with a ton of confidence and, and playing, again, I, I believe the best basketball of, of his career. Uh, he's somebody that's that's been probably the most consistent player outside of Dalton Connect. So Josiah Jordan-James will, will have a big hand uh, tomorrow, especially as Tennessee tries to corral Terrence Shan- Shannon Jr. That's obviously going to be a team effort. And uh, Josiah Jordan-James, along with Jemai Mayshack, they'll probably carry the, the bulk of that load load trying to slow down Terrence Shannon. Um, and then Santiago Vescovi is a, a three-point threat. Uh, he, just like Josiah, decided to return for a fifth season. Uh, because of that COVID year, and sure. uh, statistically speaking, he, he's one of the best three-point shooters in Tennessee basketball history, mm-hmm. and his numbers are up there, along with a guy named Chris Lofton and a guy named Alan Houston. So, yeah. anytime you're in that company, you're <laughs> you're doing something well. Uh, so, Illinois will need to make sure that they don't leave him open from from distance. But he does so much more than than just three-point shooting. He, he's uh, a terrific basketball player without the ball. He's tenacious on the defensive end. Uh, the guy Ziegler. The point guard, he's kind of coming into his own now. Uh, he suffered a torn ACL back in February, mm. uh, but has still played every single game in the regular season this year. Uh, been a little rusty, but as each game passes, he looks more and more like himself, and, and he's really Tennessee's only true point guard, so Got that's it. a huge difference maker on the team. And then the biggest X factor right now for this Tennessee basketball team is is their forward and their five-man, Jonas Adu, uh, who's, who's having a career a year. Six um, eleven can can shoot it from the perimeter. Mm. Ton of length down inside the the paint and around the rim. Great rim protector, and uh, he, he's really taken off after having to defend Zach Eady, Hunter Dickinson, and Armando Baycott. So uh, that that starting five there for Tennessee, they, they they've been clicking pretty well here to start the year, uh, despite battling some some injuries and some family matters. So. Uh, Tennessee's still trying to gel that group together because you added Dalton Connected transfer and Zakai's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, but there are some familiar faces, and, and that's allowed them to get off to a nice start this season. Nice breakdown right there of Tennessee, uh, Illinois fans. Hey, I was wondering how you said Adu's last name. I, I was waiting to hear you say that, so I'm glad you did. Ben McKee is our guest. Follow him on Twitter, Ben McKee 14 and he covers Tennessee for Go Vols 24-7. When I think of Tennessee, I think of physicality. It seems like the last couple of seasons, especially, 
Number one, is that still true? Is this still a pretty physical team? And then the other thing is, I was looking, Illinois is just just hammering down on the boards this year, averaging 46 rebounds a game. I was noticing Tennessee's right around 38 rebounds a game, so a little bit of a discrepancy there, but obviously Tennessee has played some heavy hitters early on this season. So is this still physical? Is that what Tennessee kind of, uh, would you say that they're a physical squad? Absolutely, I would. I would say there is, as I can say, even without watching uh, another team in the country, that they're as physical as anybody in nice. the country. Okay. That that is, that is what they hang their hat on. That that is what they they put their pride and joy in. And that is their calling card. They, they want to be physical, and uh, they they want to set the tone with, with their physical temperament. And uh, that, that's something they talk about often. And it's usually brought up at least once every media availability, whether it be a coach, whether it be a player, uh, that that is their identity. And, and that's what they want their identity to be. Uh, they, they want to hang their hat on the defensive end, and they, they want to, to be physical with, with their opponents. So uh, I know Illinois prides itself in, in playing that brand of, of basketball as well. And it sure. wants to be a fun matchup in that regard. Two physical basketball teams, uh, a lot of veterans in this game. Uh, should be a, a really fun game in, in that sense. But um, that, that is absolutely what Tennessee is going to try to do tomorrow uh, against Illinois. They, they're going to want to out-physical uh, them, and, and they've been able to do that because they have a terrific strength and conditioning coach in Garrett Medinwald, who just does a, a phenomenal job with, with all the players that, that Rick Barnes does bring in. So uh, go back and watch – well. I won't encourage you to go back and watch Tennessee and Purdue <laughs> because the referees could not stop calling fouls in that particular basketball game. But that was an example of, of Tennessee wanting to out-physical an opponent or, or last year's game against Duke in the NCAA tournament in the second round. That's what allowed them to, to beat Duke and, and get to the Sweet 16 is they were just a more physical basketball team, and that's what they're going to try to do night in and night out, and they'll try to do it to Illinois tomorrow. You mentioned it there, Tennessee hangs their hat on the defensive end they have the last three, four years, maybe even longer than that. And the metrics still think Tennessee is one of the best defensive teams in college basketball so far. You do look back last week at that game against North Carolina where the Tar Heels put 100 on this Volunteers team. Was Is that a situation where... North Carolina was just red hot that night at home, and, and that was more of an anomaly, or was there something that they were exploiting in that matchup that maybe is cause for a little bit of concern heading into this game against Illinois for Tennessee? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I, I think North Carolina played absolutely terrific in the first half, and they scored 61 points in that first half, and, and Rick Barnes was as mad as I've ever seen him uh, post game, uh, he, he said it was the, the worst. He, he had a quirky way of saying it, but the worst coached first half of basketball, of team basketball, something along those lines that he's <laughs> ever seen while coaching, it, and certainly at Tennessee. Uh, and he kept using the word baffled, and uh, he was just baffled by the performance, and, and it was very uncharacteristic. So, um, North Carolina played great in that first half, which was the, the really bad half of defensive basketball for Tennessee in that one. Uh, and, and Tennessee played as poorly as it could have. So give credit to North Carolina for, for playing their, their best game. And Josiah Jordan-James said that he talked to one of his high school teammates afterwards who plays for North Carolina, and that Carolina player told him that it just kind of finally clicked for them, and that was the mm-hmm. best basketball that they had played up until that point. Uh, but that's not to let Tennessee off the hook because they, they contributed to North Carolina uh, playing as well as they did. And the three-point defense was really, really poor in that game. I thought the defensive rotations were, were very slow, if not non-existent, and leading to open shooters from the perimeter. Uh, I, I thought when they switched, I thought those were lackadaisical and poor as well. And uh goes back to the theme that Rick Barnes talked about after that loss was that his team didn't show up ready to play, and he didn't understand why. I don't, I don't understand how you take a, a North Carolina team for granted, especially <laughs> getting the opportunity to play in the Dean Dome right. and, and on the road, on Tobacco Road. But Tennessee didn't show up ready to play basketball for whatever reason, and, and as weird as that is. So I, I, don't, I don't know that from an X's and O's standpoint, like there's, there's red flags moving forward. To me, the red flag in that game was how do you not show up to the Dean Dome ready to play against North Carolina basketball? That's fair. That is absolutely fair. I hope Illinois 
takes heed of that and shows up in Tennessee ready to go tomorrow. Final question for me. It's called the Summit after Pat's Summit. It's on Philip Former Way after the former football coach, and it's called Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. That's a mouthful, my friend. Explain the atmosphere. I mean, it's a big arena, right? Seats like twenty grand. Explain a little bit of the atmosphere that uh, we'll be seeing tomorrow in Knoxville. Yeah, 21,678. Wow. I have it in the game notes right in front of me. Uh, so it, it's a big arena. And uh, Tennessee basketball, obviously Tennessee football, sure. that's the breadwinner sure. down here in Rocky Top. Uh, but Tennessee fans, if, if you give them a winning product uh, to support, they, they will show up in masses and, and support them as much as they can. Tennessee baseball's proving that right now with, mm-hmm. with what Tony Vitello is doing on the diamond. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be sold out. Tennessee did announce that earlier today. It's going to be sold out tomorrow wow. uh, at noon Eastern. And uh, it, it, it can get really, really loud inside of Thompson Bowling Arena. Um, and the fans are very passionate about basketball down here, even if um, football is the, the, the king and then the breadwinner. But uh, <laughs> if, if Tennessee gives them a, a reason to to cheer, then, then it's going to be a tough environment for for Illinois, and, and I do think that even though there's been some frustrations with those three back-to-back-to-back losses to Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina, I think fans realize that this team has a lot of potential. And uh, unfortunately for Tennessee basketball, they never reached the Final Four. Uh, right. So that is something that's still kind of hanging over their head, and they're looking to, to get away from. And I think fans realize that this team, they, they do have the, the pieces in place to potentially finally get to a Final Four. So there's, there's excitement around this Tennessee basketball program, and I would be very surprised if the atmosphere isn't as good as it gets in college basketball tomorrow. That's awesome. All right, if I gave you a number 100, over under Rocky Top saying tomorrow. No, oh, over. <laughs> as, as, much as, as much as you can play Rocky Top, they're going to play Rocky Top. Any chance they get, they're going to play it. I love it. I lo- I can re- I'm still remembering uh, Pat McAfee when you guys uh, hosted game day one time, and he just belted out the old Rocky Top, and it was awesome. That uh, I mean, it's just it's a cool song, man. It's just a cool thing that Tennessee has. Um, are, is, are the Vols winning this at home, you think? I, I think so. I, I, would, I would just say that the difference, uh, in a close, tough, physical basketball game is, is that uh, Tennessee has a Kai Ziegler, a true point guard, yeah. in, a, uh, in a close one-to-two possession game. And, and just from the outside looking in, it seems like Illinois is still searching for that true point guard. There's no doubt. All right, Ben, I, this is my fourth last question. There's, <laughs> there's a famous Ben McKee. There's two famous Ben McKees. We're talking to one of them. Who's the other one? <laughs> the, the other one is uh, the, the drummer for Imagine Dragons. I Boom! think he's the drummer. I, I know he's in Imagine Dragons, uh, the, the band. So I, I get tagged in so many tweets <laughs> from Imagine Dragons fans. My, my Twitter is constantly blown up by, by Imagine Dragon fans all the time, like taking a selfie with the other Ben McKee. That Ben McKee actually followed me on Twitter, too. Did so he like, really? Yeah, I think I, way several years ago he went through and like followed all the different Ben McKees on Twitter for whatever reason. This was before this was like still when I was in college, so this was before I I started having my own Twitter following with, with what I do now. And I think I, I checked who he was following. And it was like every Ben McKee possible on Twitter he followed. <laughs> so I get tagging all those tweets all the time. There's no other Lantes, I don't think, in the world. So I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I could follow another Lante. But that, that's awesome. It says he replaced bass for the uh, for the Imagine Dragons bassist or whatever. So hey, Ben, this was fun, my friend. Thank you. We held you way too long, and I apologize. Follow Ben on Twitter. Follow the right Ben. Ben McKee fourteen. That's one four. Go Vols twenty four seven as you read his stuff. Have fun at the game tomorrow, Ben. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me on. Y'all enjoy your weekend. You too, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, you got to love having the, the Southern guys on. They're, they are so nice, man. They are super nice down South and uh, pretty cool. I, I just, I happened, I Googled. Sometimes when you're talking to somebody you don't know, I like to get an image, you know, to kind of see who you're talking to. And, uh, and then, I, but when I pulled up Ben McKee, it's the uh, American musician, songwriter and record producer, for Imagine Dragons. Would I, Hans, would I know a song from Imagine Dragons? I think you would, but I just cannot think of... Hmm. That's not... Let me... I'm not helping here. But. Well, I don't... Yeah. I, I've heard of them. Is Radioactive? Yeah, it, it, that is one. I, I think if... 
You got to give me a... Out of the break, how about when we come back okay. next hour, I'll play a couple and you can okay. tell me if you recognize You don't want to sing? You don't want to sing no, radioactive? No, I do not want to sing. Radioactive. No. Is that even close to... Radioactive, radioactive. I'll let the oh, DJ do the singing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. oh, okay. I think... No, I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. Do they sing Christmas music? <laughs> no. Probably not? So, okay. Lon... Yeah, if it's not Kenny Chesney at Christmas music, <laughs> yeah. Lon doesn't know him. Right. All I want for Christmas is a real nice tan. That's Kenny Chesney, baby, and that's <laughs> amen to that. Yep. All right, next hour, we'll, we got a little who you got. We'll hear from Brad Underwood. He spoke. And Kyle and I will just talk because Hans came and got his million-dollar check. We and he's do have leave Brad early. Underwood for when Han leaves early. Well, that's true. Well, I did say that, though. I said Brad. By the way, what was that second question you asked? To Ben, that uh, was atrocious. Nah, I know, right? That was horrible. I can't believe you had the guts to ask that question. <laughs> All right, that's an inside joke. It is the drive. You moved into your new home using two men in a truck. The garage was clean. Then... I love the new recliner. What are we going to do with this old one? Put it in the garage for now. Over time, this cycle continued. Garage for now, put it in the garage for now, put it in the garage for now, put it in the garage for now. <laughs> it happens. You got junk. Call two men in a truck to get rid of all your junk. Residential or commercial, two men in a truck has a solution for your junk removal. Contact them at twomenchampagne.com. Two men in a truck. These days, it seems like bank names are changing faster than a forecast in February. But at Iroquois Federal, we're still the same community bank we've always been. For more than 135 years, we've built relationships by helping build the things that matter, whether it's a business, a back porch, or the building blocks of a better life. If you're looking for a bank that's here for the long haul, swing by today and see for yourself why different rules. Iroquois Federal, still friendly, still local, still here. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black, and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those wraps with Troy Lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at aftershockdd.com. We want you. You're listening to WSJK ESPN 93.5 Tuscola Champaign-Urbana, your home for the St. Louis Cardinals. 